We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What's up, everybody, and welcome into the Backliners podcast, Agro and Barracuda, as per usual, though something a little bit different this time around, Barry. We are early to start the yeah. podcast. We started this at 7.59. People... <laughs> All the time, people in chat, it's like 8.02 when we have a guest and we're trying to get everything mm-hmm. worked out. You host it at 8.01. You know, they're like, okay. there it is, everyone. <laughs> it's my fault if you host later. That's that's my fault. Uh, and everyone, so so there you go. Consider this your mm-hmm. your one time that we're, that we're showing up a little early. Um, and we're just very excited to go over predictions. It's been like five months, I well, know, four months since SPL. Like yep. anything competitive has happened. So yep. we're kind of... We're kind of just like starving at this point for any bit of competitive smite. <laughs> Please, some competitive smite. I can't believe it's this upcoming weekend, man. It is. It's felt like it's so far away. Uh, yeah, but it's it felt like the break was really long, but really short at the same I time. Because I feel like I blinked and it was like two months ago. We weren't even scrimming, and like I wasn't even playing like that much smite, and now I'm playing like eight hours of smite a day. And how's your mental going? It depends on the day. I was going to say pretty good, but that's just a lie. Yeah. It depends on the day and depends on the cues. Sometimes, like, yesterday I had a soul laner, tier, and he just didn't rotate. He was 0-4-0 at the end of the game, 7,000 damage, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, what are you doing? Let me ask you this. Like, how many how many, how many coups did he get? Probably zero. All right, well, if that's the case, he was, then he's worthless. But if he was getting you coup early, <laughs> then he's contributing to the team. Well, he was complaining that he had to lane against a Kronos, and like he was just like, "Oh, we're just letting this Kronos get to late game or something like that." I don't know. Like that's tough. You're a tier man. Get on yeah. the map. Like yeah, I get it. You gotta okay. be getting on Sorry. the map if you're playing tier. No, I hear you, man. I hear you. We gotta, you know, sometimes this just becomes the the backliners podcast slash the therapy room, um, and that's what it's here for. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We're we're okay with that. 
Um, yeah, so just Barry and I today. Uh, in fact, right before the show, uh, I was saying, I basically said goodnight to my wife because she's an elementary school teacher and she gets wakes up so early that she go, has to go to bed very early. And she was like, oh, who's on the podcast tonight? And I was like, oh, no guests, just me and Barra. And she goes, boring. Can you believe that? What? We get roasted. <laughs> what? Go wake her up. Get her on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I should make her be a guest sometime. Okay, wait. We should do an episode where Destiny and Joe come on and we talk to them about Smite. That would be good. Oh, content. I thought you meant like they just host the show and uh, then trash talk us the whole time. That could be good. I just don't think that they're going to be able to... It depends on if... Trash people, talk for 45 minutes? They can definitely they can, trash talk us. They can definitely... Oh, that won't be a problem. Destiny won't even have to say anything uh, in 45 minutes. That won't be a problem. <laughs> it's just that, you know, sometimes... Have you noticed, like, when we do, like, the AMA episodes in particular, some mm-hmm. people... I see some comments, uh, like, you know, it'll be one comment out of 30, but that one comment's going to stick in my head, like... <laughs> Where's the smite talk? We didn't come here to hear <laughs> Barracuda's yeah. favorite type of mattress. I see those too. Like, I'm can like, you guys not talk about food. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, you're, like, you know we're talking about food. Is yeah, the thing. it's like every episode, right? That's part of the brand at this point. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I just kind of feel like if you're coming to this podcast exclusively only for smite, like happenings you're probably gonna Mm -hmm. leave disappointed some of the time not all the time because we talk about smite uh occasionally it's just that when you talk about smite especially when it's like halfway through the spl and we talk about the same teams and the same matchups and the same gods i mean i'm really preaching the choir here for you (laughs) (laughs) yeah you're describing my job keep going (laughs) you know every every sunday and you have to do it what like how many times? How many times do you Thir- cast a week? Four, four, usually four days a week. Thursday, uh, the schedule will be Thursday through Sunday. <laughs> how are you not sick of Smite? Actually, <laughs> that's actually a good question. Um, yeah, how do you just refresh and like you know keep it new? Because I feel like I would get really bored talking about the same points and the same players. Yeah, it does. I don't know. It gets a little boring at times, but. <laughs> I, uh, Sorry, I saw money. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, come on now. No, I just think that, um, well, for me, I come from sports broadcasting and the same thing is in sports, you know, like you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're oh, commentating sure. like a basketball game, you know, you're, you're traveling with a team doing basketball commentary. You're going to see a lot of normal stuff happen in basketball. And I think that that's why I get really excited whenever I see a team pull out like a start I haven't seen before, or like they're doing something unique to them that, you know, Mm -hmm. even if other teams are doing similar things, like watching a team step outside their comfort zone and do things that we haven't seen from them before. Like that's when you'll see me get really amped up on broadcast. And I think that, um, people like, I think one of the common, um, criticisms of casting is that we don't lose our mind uh, for the obey is a really good example last year where mm-hmm. people didn't think we were giving them enough credit, but I've seen Erlong taunt into raw snipe so many times at this point that I can't lose my mind. Since season three, right? I can't lose my mind about it anymore. I just can't. Mm-hmm. It's good smite. They execute it well, but I'm not going to be out here saying it's the best play I've ever seen. That was just good fundamental smite. And I think that that's the way that I was trying to portray it on broadcast and people kind mm-hmm. of expect us 
to lose their minds because a lot of people haven't seen that. And I think there's a, there's a large conversation there about where you should be in relation to the, you know, it's not about what it should be in a vacuum. It's about where your energy level in relation to where the audience expects the energy level to be. And, and, and also how important the game is. Like exactly. if an Erlong, if an Erlong taunt into a raw snipe into a game five, that's way bigger than right. like a regular season game of just like, oh, we one shot a carry in this one specific situation. Like, right, exactly. So yes, during the regular season, you know, it'll be August. There will be an Erlong taunt into a Ross night. <laughs> the audience will expect me to lose my mind and I'll be like, nice snipe there by Wolfie, you know? And everyone's <laughs> going to be like resident sleeper casters in the chat, all this kind of stuff. And that just comes mm -hmm. with the territory as far as I'm concerned. Yep. But I really do. I really do just love Smite, man. I love watching teams compete. Like I get, I'm just as amped for SPL to start this year as I, as I have been, you know, the last five years I've been here. Um, so I'm, I think I'm, this I'm year is more interesting than it has been. I mean, not even like being that guy, but sure. it is actually more interesting because I think Oni Warriors in particular are really kind of just like cool combination of players. Yep. And I think. The hype between like, I think the is it Titans with Cyclone and Paul in it. Yep. I think that team is more. So like, what was a PK called? It's like God God Squad or something like that. Uh, like a super team. That's usually yeah, super team. Yeah, super team. I think that super level team level is really interesting, and there's just a lot of hype behind specific combinations of players, and yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. And I'm, that's why I'm excited to get into these predictions because I think they're going to be fun. Um, also predictions on the prediction network. I mean, come on, that's going to be, you that know, is kind of cool. You know, that's how it's going to be working. Have so, we go ahead. ever done predictions? Uh, we've done like, uh, I actually don't know if we've ever done hard predictions. I've always, this is a weird episode because I feel like we're just like, we're pulling the curtain back on a lot of things. Like we were just talking for a long mm -hmm. time about casting, but I think that, uh, I've always been wary, especially towards the beginning of the show. I didn't really want to put you in positions as a player to, um, like, you know, as a player, it just gets a little bit more awkward for things like this. Like, you know, not only for your own team bias, but you're, it's more important for your job to maintain good word. Well, maybe not more important, but it's, it's important that you want to keep good relations with everybody in case mm -hmm. of like rosters and changes and that kind of stuff. Um, but I don't know. I think that we're just at a point now. I think that you've gotten nice and comfortable uh, in mm. this spot. And I think we're ready to do some predictions. That's how I feel. At least I don't know. Do you feel, do so, you feel any differently? Oh, I feel completely comfortable. And I don't think anyone would be like, I hate Barra because of his opinion on a podcast. Well, you've had some pretty terrible ones. So I don't, I, no. maybe you should worry. If, not when I'm, it comes to smite, but when it comes to like things like your favorite sandwich, not even knowing what bread you like. Like I'm that's just going to say you've had a bad take in most of 2021. Uh, that's probably fair. Yeah. Percy already in the chat. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. right. Look, I know I'm wrong on that one, man. But what do you want me to do? My tongue? I put a trefoil on my tongue and my tongue gives me a thumbs up in my brain. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Ignore it? Like tell it it's wrong? I don't think so, man. That's... I mean, yeah. No. It, it no tastes like stuff. Well, I do. And that's all there is to it. I miss trefoils, <laughs> man. I already ate all of them, I think. Unlucky. All right, let's Bro. get into it. How do you want to do this, Barry? Do you want to go? I, I don't think we should start either at the top or at the bottom. I think we should start at the bottom. I think From we should like start Sunday at the... backwards? 
Oh, you want to do week one predictions in that way. So we were on different pages. Oh. This is good. No, I like it. I was going to do uh, predictions for where the teams are going to finish at the end of phase one. Oh. That's what I was thinking about doing. We can do that's it your way. That's why you had this whole spice level. That's right. You were worried about spicy, A little bit spicier. But we can do we can do week one. We can do week one. That's no problem. I'm... No way! I'm, I'm fine with... What? Guys, I still have trefoils. My wife just threw in the box. Let's go. I'm going to snack on one right now. You're literally disgusting. I'm going poggers in here now. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe you still have <laughs> I can't believe I didn't eat them all. You're right. They're so delicious. I can't believe they lasted this long. She literally pulled them out of the trash and was like, here's some more. Mm-hmm. Mmm. Mmm. So good. Do you guys want an eating ASMR podcast? No. Good, because I'm not going to do it. I would. I, I, okay. Different tangent. I don't know why anyone ever got into ASMR. It's weird, man. It's weird. I missed the boat completely on that. Yep. And I wish I was on the boat because it really blew up for a while, like yep. two years. And I, was, I think it's dying off now. I don't see as much about it anymore. I have a take that I don't think is appropriate for the prediction network, <laughs> so I'm going to keep it to myself. But... <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say I think ASMR is uh, is is kind of weird. Mm -hmm. It just it just it's just weird. I don't know. Yeah, um, kind of weird. Okay, Barra, what do you want to do? Do you want to do phase one standings or do you want to do week one uh, of the schedule? Mm, let's do week one, and then we'll see how much time we have left at the end of week one. I like it. Let's do it. All right, hold on. I got to open this up. I had a Google Doc open and everything. It's fine. Oh, you were prepped. I was. I was ready to go. I was ready to go. Okay. Um, the first matchup of season eight mm -hmm. of the SPL is going to be the Tartarus Titans up against the Camelot Kings. A good matchup. Uh, I'm, well, I'm really excited for this one. Apparently the viewers don't think so. Really? Because in, in Smite's client, it's a 93% to 6%. Really? For the Titans? Yeah, for the Titans, yeah. Wow. I think there's just a lot of hype behind the Cyclone Paul backline, especially coming off of Worlds for Paul. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people just see those names together, and it's just like, I can't not vote for them. Yeah. Those people realized Scary's playing jungle, right? And that... Oh. Like, you <laughs> that, like, he's never played jungle before, right? Like, that's a big deal, you know? Like, yeah, Captain you... Twig, even if... I know a lot of the Smite <laughs> pros, like... Or not the Smite pros. The, the Smite uh, pro community mm -hmm. doesn't think that highly of captain twig like twig's been to three finals in his career and has has been and very consistent um seven worlds <laughs> and seven world championships right seven he's been to all, every world he's been to three finals in those worlds and every land tournament ever he's a great he's a really good uh teammate and leader on teams uh i think that twig is gonna potentially have like a big pop-off year in jungle um i mm -hmm. think that uh, he's hungry to to he he's hungry for more if to to quote an old EA oh, YouTube gosh. and um, I think that this matchup is going to be close. I think it's going to be a, a two one, one way or the other. But I don't know which way quite yet. I I'm gonna YOLO and say two one Kings. I don't think I don't think you're trolling when you say that. I really don't. Now I, uh, okay, go ahead, go ahead, say your thing. I was gonna say. Initially, I didn't think Kings were going to be that great. And I keep changing my mind about a lot of these teams. But I, I don't know why I'm feeling really confident in the Kings right now. 
Like in this present moment, it's a good I- We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Like, yeah, I mean, on paper, like, disgustingly good team. Yeah, I think they're a good team. I really do. I think... Is there anyone playing from Europe in this match? Uh, I have no idea. I have okay. no idea what uh, what their status is for for these boys. Um, I want to say I'm going to go two one Titans um, because, and I want to clarify. Whenever I said, does everyone realize that Scary's jungling? It's not that I don't think Scary's going to be a good jungler. I think that it's his first week in a new role, and jungle in my mind is probably the hardest role to, to swap to because it has the least in mm-hmm. common with the other roles. There's no laning phase. Your rotations are very important. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff, and it affects everything. Which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcast. Um, I can't wait to see the Scary versus Twig matchup in the jungle. I do think that it's pretty likely that uh, Twig plays well, mm. and, but I've got I've got Titans two one. But I could I'm go swapping to Titans because two people are playing from Europe. Oh, all right. Well, there you go. That, uh, well, that makes sense. I mean that that's just unlucky, kind of unfair, but. I mean, playing with that much ping is really difficult on any role. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I have to swap that over. Yep, makes sense. Um, All right, next matchup on Friday, the Atlantis Leviathans versus the Olympus Bolts. A uh, a grudge match from last... I was going to ask if this was placed here intentionally? Uh, Very well could have been. Here's the deal, Barra. So, uh, some people don't like this type of stuff, but... uh, it, I think it's just a bad opinion to not like this kind of stuff. We, part of our job as as commentators is to create narratives that we're gonna mm-hmm. that we're gonna push and, and to drive interest uh, between teams and between players and all that kind of stuff. Um, I'm going in on the Bolts versus Leviathans rivalry. I'm I'm pushing it oh. this year. I don't care what anyone says. It's because of all the trash talk after Worlds. It, it, it was the, the trash talk after Worlds. <laughs> it was the fact that you eliminated them from every playoff event last year. You mm-hmm. kicked them out of Phase 1 playoffs, Phase 2 playoffs, and Worlds. I'm pushing it. That's all there is to it. I also have a scalding hot 
I'm really excited about this take, actually, and I'm not going to debut on the pod. Well, maybe I could tease it on the podcast. We're going to be doing esports weekly um, mm-hmm. this year, and I'm going to have a segment on there where I'm going in with scalding <laughs> hot takes whenever I have them. It's not going to be, it, you know, it'll only come up whenever I feel like it's necessary. And I'm mm-hmm. starting off with a narrative this year that I think people are going to, uh, that I'm interested in. I don't know. But that's all I'm saying. Um, actually, narrative... no, I'm saying one more thing. The, oh. My narrative is about the new best player of all time title. Because I think it's changing hands this year. But, I, but there's two players competing for it. And I think it's going to be interesting. Oh, I think there's only one. <laughs> there you go. Well, that's why, that's why it's a scalding hot I take. Mean, that's a pretty easy vote for me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That, uh, there you go. That, uh, now it's Sarah. We don't, I guess I won't record the thing. Um, that's all, that's all there is to it. Uh, but yeah, check out esports weekly for that. Uh, because I'm excited about that video. Um, all right, let's get back to the Leviathans versus the Bolts, the biggest rivalry in the SPL, uh, as determined by me right now. Um, I've got a feeling you think you're going to lose, right, Barra? Ha ha. Um, I mean, scrims for us have been going pretty good, better than I thought that they would be going at this point. Um, we kind of been meshing way faster than I thought we would. And I don't know anything about like Leviathans, or, like how their scrims have been going or anything like that. Um, it's a little different for me, obviously with the Arcor ADC and then Julio solo. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like they got weaker. Because I think Netroid was just disgustingly good. I agree like, that Netroid was very good. Every time I play against that guy, I just thought he was just amazing. Really good. And then roll swapping is obviously hard, difficult, etc. Yep. Um, I think it'll be... I think we will win. Um, I mean, not even, like, just saying that. I think we will win. Um, I think it'll be a 2-1. I'll go 2-1. Okay, 2-1. I'm going 2-0 in this one. Uh, and I'm going bolts. I'm going bolts. Oh. I, I believe in the, I think that you guys just have a good matchup against them. Um, mm-hmm. I do think that the community as a whole are really undervaluing how good this Leviathan's team is going to be. I would mm-hmm. not be surprised if they are top four, uh, in this first phase. I do think they're going to be a good team, but I like you guys coming out of the gates hot here. So that's, mm-hmm. what, uh, that's what I'm predicting. Yeah, I think this um, week, if we have a good scrim week, we'll come into this weekend very hot. And if you have a bad scrim week? It'll be kind of cold. Kind of <laughs> luke, kind of lukewarm, kind of, you know, you left that food out for a few hours. Mm. But, uh, yeah, we'll no see. Some, sometimes, if we have good scrims, we play bad. And then sometimes we have bad scrims, we play really good. It's kind of coin flippy, Yep, I would say. But I think the Haddock's addition for us especially has been really positive. I think he is very, very motivated in all aspects. Yep. Like he's the most active person in our discord mm. for just talking and strats and everything. And like for someone to out talk Vin in discord, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> and he is just very talkative constantly about the game. I think he's also really helpful, for, helpful for Jake. Um, I think both of them duo queuing is really good. Yep. And yeah. I think Haddock is, is going to be very good this year. I have, I have high expectations for him. Um, all right, moving on to Saturday. It's the Oni Warriors up against the Jade Dragons. Probably the two teams that everyone expects to be top two um, mm-hmm. 
during phase one. I think this one is going to be a lot of fun to watch, but I've got Jade Dragons 2-0. Uh, again, question, anyone playing from Europe? Because that's very important to me for my yes. voting. Not, I am not sure. I know okay. Nika's here, uh, and that's like, the, well, I think Neil is still in Canada. Um, and those are the only people I really talk to on that team. Oh, Fred will be. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna go J Dragons Chua. Mm -hmm. If if your jungler is playing on that high ping like that, <laughs> for me it doesn't really matter what, what team it is. If they're playing from Europe, that's just <laughs> that's that's a tough that's a tough uh, hand to be dealt. Nika says that's... only him and Voter here. So, yeah, I mean obviously, oh. team gonna be really good, but yeah, I think ping, once ping everyone's on the same ping, that's a way easier conversation for me. Like to discuss and say the Warriors will obviously take one game or at least uh, one game at least and then potentially win the set but if two people are playing on EU ping one's playing on Canadian ping I don't know how bad Canadian ping is actually uh, Neil is on the far west coast of Canada so oh, he is not, he's not <laughs> that noise was so good I wish I had a soundboard of just that noise <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's uh that's just unlucky. Yeah, I'll go to OJ Dragons. That's a that's a ping diff right there. Yeah, that's tough. Um, and then the bolts up against the solar scarabs. Uh, I think uh, you know everyone kind of looks at the scarabs as a team that's going to take some time to ramp up. Uh, mm -hmm. Obviously, the underdogs coming in to this one. I will say this is going to be kind of I'm kind of blowing up blowing you up here. This is the type of game that like. Barracuda teams sometimes lose. You know, like, I can see you guys absolutely demolishing the Leviathans on Friday and then coming in and dropping Dude, to this team. I lost a weekends team every year. <laughs> so, you and, yeah, you're on the same page as me. <laughs> yeah, yeah regardless, <laughs> regardless of the team weekend was on and how bad they were doing, again, no offense to weekend or whatever, I would always lose them. At yep. least once a year since like season two, it literally, yeah, I would just like take the weekend tax and just move on. <laughs> the weekend tax. <laughs> Kurt you know, coming gonna, through, yep. I know I'm going to lose one game and like, I think even we played them, yeah, season five SSG, like, and they were also the bottom team. I think we lost like 3-1 to them in like the second phase Yep, where we had like blown them out the first phase. And I don't think, I don't think this will happen here, because I think Scarabs are better than people are giving them credit for, because mm -hmm. I think having Bobby's old teammates, I think, means a lot for him and the mm -hmm. way he wants to play. So I think that they will be better than people think they are. Mm. I don't think they're going to be like a strict, like, bottom-end team. Yes. But... But... Did you ever think you were going to lose to Weekend in those weeks before? You know what I mean? Oh, You're... yeah. I lost to them every year. I knew it was coming. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I knew it was coming eventually. Well, you heard it here first. Any SPL teams listening, if you've got a must-win game up against the Bolts, just add Kurt Schrey onto the sub list, <laughs> pop him in there, and he'll uh, and he'll collect the tax. Uh, that, that it really around. did happen every year, man. It was awful. All right. Um, I'm going 2-0 Bolts, but I'm worried for you here, buddy. I am. I don't know. So yeah. I got that feeling. I'm going 2-0 bolts as well, um, but also 
just hoping that we play how we should play. Yep. Um, all right, and then moving on to Sunday, we have the Jade Dragons up against the Camelot Kings. Um, this is one where I could see the Kings. Oh, I should have mentioned, dude, up against the Oni Warriors. I was talking to Mike about it. Mike has lost his opening set in the SPL every year he's been in the SPL. He's always what? lost his first set. Last year, they lost at United, first set of the year. Uh, and then I don't remember, I don't remember the ones before that, that well, but he told me that he's lost every single first set. So he's intending to lose, uh, to keep that streak going. I mean, that just makes sense. You know, I mean, I feel like if you're losing to two people on EU ping and one on Western Canadian ping, that's just really unlucky of a day that you're having. Hey man, that's just how the universe works. So worth, worth keeping in mind. Maybe he switches it up though and loses the second set. Mm -hmm. of the year up against the Camelot Kings, which I think is possible. I, the Kings are one of these teams, like I really kind of view the Kings and the Leviathans and to some degree, the Titans in this like weird amalgamation of like, should be good, but I don't know how good mm -hmm. I think they're going to be like anywhere from third to sixth through for all those teams. I think you guys are kind of in that mix. Like, assuming yep. every team is at full strength i think the dragons are going to be first the warriors are going to be second and then any team between you guys the titans the kings and the leviathans are going to be third through sixth those are the mm -hmm. like and so i think that these are going to be very hard to like I, I don't know what to expect out of the kings on this day so i i think i have to go jay dragons i'm gonna go two one here just to put a little bit of spice on it but uh I think it's very, it very well could be a King's victory. I think 2-0 Jade Dragons. I think the aggression from Jade Dragons will kind of just run them over unless they're ready for it. You don't think Twig is going to be ready for it, though? I mean, he's been, not only was he on that team, but I think that he was instrumental in that strategy the last the last few years. I think that, I think of Twig as... Uh, as someone who really contributed to that identity. I would say PBM contributed more than Twig did. I'd agree with that. And I think Curry is a role player that will do kind of whatever his team needs him to. And if they have an aggressive style, an aggressive strat, Curry will just like play whatever they need him to and just fit in that slot. And then Sam will just obviously be whatever he needs to be. And I think I think we discussed this earlier. I think Camelot Kings will struggle against um, really aggressive teams and really aggressive strats. Yep. And as everyone knows, Jade Dragons are obviously the most offensive team in the SPL. And I think it'll be an easy 2-0. Yep. Uh, all right. Then. And that is, that is keeping in mind how much I talked of Camelot Kings earlier. Right. But knowing that I think one of them is playing on EU ping, and then I think they struggle against early aggressive. Pops. Yep. Uh, and then finally, the Solar Scarabs up against the Valhalla Valkyries. Our first look at the Valkyries, the other team that I think people are really viewing as the underdogs and, and really the battle for who is going to be the, the team that could be struggling the most uh, in phase one, at least based on expectations for mm -hmm. these two squads. Uh, how do you think this one goes? I think... Okay, well, this is also EU ping. I think. 
I don't know how many people on the Valkyries are EU ping, but if they have over two or three people on EU ping, I think Scarab Six is two zero. Well, let's assume um, I, I think you're right, but let's oh. let's say Coast uh, in the chat says all five of them are on EU ping. That's uh, <laughs> that's tough. Yep, that's. <laughs> I hate to see that. What uh, assuming that they were all at full strength, how do you think this set would go? Because I. Uh, I'm interested in like thinking of it that way almost more than even though it's more obviously like applicable to to what we're doing here. Um, mm -hmm. How do you think this set would go if it were even strength? Um, Probably Valkyries, but I think every match will be close. Mm. I would say 2-1 Valkyries if both teams are like full strength on the same ping. Man, I have no idea what this Valkyries team is going to be whenever they're full strength. I mean... I'm like thinking and I kind of think like, you know, I'm, I'm answering my own question, you know, what, what would happen if they were both at full strength? And mm -hmm. the first thing my brain says is like two, one scarabs. And then I like, but it doesn't sit right in my gut. Like, I, I don't know, man. I, I really don't know what this Valkyries team is going to be like. I think that they have the what most. What makes you question mark them? I think that they have a lot to prove to me on understanding the way the SPL I think is going to be played this year because Zero's notorious, you know, uh, for, for being the guy that is going to dictate how your team plays the game. Mm -hmm. um, and he is not going to be allowed to, to play the God pool we've seen from him traditionally. I think mm -hmm. Morgan, I think, I still think Zeros for what it's worth, is probably the best Morgan player in the world. Um, but I think that's the only pick of his that can pressure the map a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. You know, things like Soul, like there, you know, you spike mid game pretty well, but you are so weak through like levels one through eight, uh, mm -hmm. at least in mid skirmishing. I, I think that Zeros is going to have to show me that he has really revamped the god pool johnny obviously has that same um has that same problem where i have to see his god pool and how it's going to go and i'm just thinking about where they're going to lean um on the map you know i think that the the obvious answer goes the duo lane because of raffer and ml but you look mm -hmm. at what ml has done over the last really three years uh of competitive play and none of it has been particularly impressive we all know the ceiling he's capable of he's in my mind, the most clutch player in, in SPL history and mm -hmm. has two rings and, and has been incredible. Raffer has done a lot, but you look at what last year happened with SSG, the games they won were the ones that they got mid or solo pressure. How many games did that team win through duo all year? Mm -hmm. Maybe zero. Um, so, you know, that, that kind of takes that lane out of the equation. And that leaves a lot of, a lot of things on Ducky and Johnny on the right side of the map and, I'm just not sold. You know, I think Ducky is a good player, but, um, you know, he's going to have to diff. If, if, if the task is, if we're going to win games by diffing guys like Benji or Nika or fine every game, uh, that's not a winning strategy to me. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I think I just don't see where the win condition is for this Valkyries that's team true. early on. Um, you mean early I, on in the phase or yeah, early, early on, on in the, the phase yeah early on in the phase yeah. i think that i think that they can fix that identity and i think that they can be a decent team but you know i think it's it's easier for scarabs 
to kind of like, oh, Smork. we got, yeah, we got duo pressure. Layers is just spam ganking because we know that he's capable of doing that. And Zap yep. got huge and we won the game through duo. Like, I see a very clear win condition for the Scarabs team and I don't for the Valkyries. But I think their their player quality is really high and they, they've got potential. So, yeah, I, think I don't know. For Scarabs in this matchup, I think... I mean, I don't know that much about Baronic, but I know that their side lanes can smork. Yep. Like, Zap and Inbound, in my opinion, are going to be... Maybe the second most run-it-down lane behind me and Jake. I feel like they're just going to be a brawl lane the entire time. I know Sot... If Sot's mental is good and he is focused on the game, like, he is disgusting mechanically. Yep. Like, we saw him on Splice... His mechanics, especially on like those carries like Thor, he will literally just put you in the dirt. Yep. Like, if Sot's confident in his team and confident in himself, he will just start fragging. And I think that opens up layers a lot to gank the side lanes and just kind of like leave Baronic on like his little island in the mid lane. And he can do mid camps if he wants. If he wants to just not do mid camps and just chill, that's fine. But layers will just be spam ganking side lanes. And with Johnny's play style, I just. I don't know. I everyone talks about how amazing Johnny is, but NA smorking is different than what so he's different. used to. I think so different. The game, the EU SEC, is so vastly different from the SPL that I like Johnny is obviously a very talented player and mechanically really good. Mechanically really good deserves a shot, um, mm -hmm. no doubt. I'm super excited that he's a part of the league. I just don't know. Let me put it this way. When, when Kenneth came into the league season two and, and really took the whole league by storm, I think that having that run-up of playing in Europe during that time allowed them to form their play style and grow as players and get their chemistry right in a mm -hmm. way that I don't think that you could do in today's SPL. I think that mm -hmm. in today's SPL, if you came in and tried to play like season two Kenneth, which is, I think, what, what Johnny has really modeled his game after, which, why wouldn't you? I mean, it was the most dominant season anyone's ever had. Um, mm -hmm. I just don't think it can work anymore uh, in that way. I mean, you look at Kenneth's trajectory as a player since then, um, he's had to change, he had to change his game dramatically in order to, mm -hmm. to still be a top-end jungler. And I think that for what it's worth, last year I, I thought that he really struggled at finding that identity, but there were games where he did find the way that he wanted to play the game and still looked like a dominant jungler. Um, so it's, it is possible, but I think it's really, really hard. I just think that today's SPL is so different that, you know, I think guys like, like zeros and like Johnny, you know, zeros has been in the league much more recently, but like, it, it's just a culture shock and coach said in chat, they've been screaming, screaming EU SCC teams. Mm -hmm. I mean, you might as well be playing arena. At that point, like it, not that those teams are bad, but it's so different. Like that practice is just yeah. really like you, you literally can't apply it. I think it's, it's so different. Like I really do just the way that unless things have dramatically changed in the, like with how they scrim it, like it, it, it just means that they're, they're not playing the map in the same way. All right, chat. I said it wrong. I didn't mean that those teams are horrible and that they're not worth practicing against. That's not what I meant. Coast. I'm sorry, buddy. That's not what I meant. <laughs> I just meant that the way they play the game is so different. You know what I mean? It's so different. 
No, you were He's right. gonna pentakill I mean, me, man. Like I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna get God by coast now. He's gonna pentakill me and his feet are gonna he couldn't the best part about his penta, by the way, I gotta go back. So he he Okay Coast got a penta against Mifflin's team uh at LAN a couple years mm-hmm. ago. It was awesome. The best part about it, Barra, is that he's in the, you know, he's in those chairs. It was when the studio, I don't remember, I don't know if you remember this setup. It was when it was still the black curtain setup, but the the computers were lined facing each other. And there yep. was just like the little gap in the middle. So you could see, you could see both teams from where the seating area was. And Coast was closest to the crowd. And Coast, mm-hmm. you know, they're not playing on keyboard and mouse. They're not like gamer stancing on top of it. Everyone just kind of vibing and like playing on their controllers. Coast was so short at that time that his feet didn't even touch the ground when he was in the chair. So his feet are literally swinging. <laughs> He's absolutely owning them. And his feet are just like dangling <laughs> above the ground. And it was so funny, man. He oh, was going play. off for the record. <laughs> like he was going off. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's turned into the bullying. Coast. Yeah, I thought that was gonna be like some great story. Like he fell off the chair and like. No, it's just that. his feet were swinging, and that's the part I remember the most about it, man. That's the part I remember most. It was awesome. I I loved it, dude. I loved it. I loved. It. And the best part about it was that uh, Coast, like, even though he was young. And everyone like kind of made <clears throat> made fun of him for how young he looked. Like mm-hmm. he was down to talk trash, super hard. Like mm-hmm. he was just down to talk trash, super hard. And I love that about it, man. I, I love that about it. I, I kind of th- miss those like Xbox days. Yeah. Of just being able to talk trash. Because like even when I sent the tweet about like Sanguine like Unlocker Dog ADC gap, like I felt bad about it. <laughs> Why? And like. Like, even in the moment when I was tweeting that, I felt bad about it. Like, because everyone expects you to be, like, professional all the time and just not talk trash and just be so nice all the time. And, like, I grew up in a setting where you just talk trash. And, like, the Halo and COD days, you just talk trash. Yep. Like, even, I thoroughly respect everyone on the Sanguine roster and think they're all amazing players. But the fact that I tweeted that makes people think that I think they're just, like, dog players or just trash. Or I think Netroid's bad. Like, I think Netroid is disgustingly good. Like, yeah, but you gapped I don't even think sad. it was, like, <laughs> that big of an ADC gap. I think it was a team gap. Plus, my team really set me up for success in every team fight. Yeah, but you gapped but like, him and you the- should be allowed to say that. You're you. Here's the thing. You should be allowed to think they're a good player and still say, I dumped on them that day. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what it, like, I, th- I agree. I think that's what it's about. I mean, I just want that to be more of the atmosphere in Smite and esports in general. Yep. And everyone, I hate to say it, but like everyone's just like soft. Yeah. Like, I don't know. People, I got so many responses to that tweet and just people in general that like viewed me a different way because I talked trash after like one performance. Yep. Toxic. But like, in the game and even in scrims, we're literally talking trash the entire time. Whole time. Like, it's and like I still be. think all of those players are amazing players. Yeah. And great and, like, disgustingly good at the game. And it's not, like, it's not a serious thing. Yeah. Like, it's a thing that happens in the moment. And that should just be a part of esports. It should, it should have never left esports, in my opinion. And I, I think right now... 
Force Smite in particular, talking trash is so like looked down on. Like you spam laugh someone, and then everyone's like, "Why are you so being? Why are you so toxic?" Like, Dude, if spam you... laughing is literally in the game. It's my character's model mm. laughing. Unlucky. I my first example that I thought of was like, you know who didn't find okay at worlds like really juke someone's ability and then live and then kill them like he should not who was that that he was a lot of spam taunt and then i remembered that it was ven and and you guys who uh he oh. should have been able to spam top but like that's that's a position oh yeah yeah where yeah, he should be allowed to go off you know what yeah. i mean like that's part of it i mean he should be clipping that and posting it afterwards and being like lol these guys beat sanguine yeah like <laughs> yeah like that's your right as a competitive player and as an esports player to be able to talk trash afterwards. Yep. I like, agree. That should it just makes the thing so interesting and it makes people like we've had like a few villains in Smite, yep. but nothing like crazy. I mean Raffer is probably you would agree with that, right? Raffer's probably the most like villain. Uh no, I think I think Kurt is. I think Weaken is. Oh. I think Weaken took that role Weaken. on the most. Yeah. Weekend, I think, was always a- willing to because he he would engage with the fans who were trash talking yeah, him more than anybody sure. else would. Uh, so I'd say Weekend. I think Raffer is up there, but Raffer is just like he just doesn't care. Like not about Smite or the I game, say, but he just doesn't care about what people are saying about him. I would say Weekend towards fans. I would say Raffer towards uh, other like professionals. Or other players. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we can really, like, trash-talk players that much. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. Raffer probably up there with, like, calling other players bad more than... Mm. And I have a lot of respect for Raffer in the way that he does it. And I I know a lot of my fans, like, hate Raffer because he (laughs) trash-talks, like, me and my team. But, like, I mean, honestly, like, just keep doing it. Like, it's really entertaining. And I think it's healthy for the scene. To have people that trash talk. I just wish everyone trash talk. It's not even like, here's okay, I don't wish let me put it this way. I don't I don't wish there was more trash talk in the SPL. I wish there was more honesty. I wish that because all the time, man, like I'm doing interviews with people and I'll be like, man, you guys kind of crushed them there in the 2-0. And during the interview, the player will go, Oh yeah, you know, we just kind of got lucky to they had an off day, whatever. And then the cameras go off and they go dude, that team sucks. Like, they are just bad. And I'm like, well, why didn't you say that two seconds ago? You know, like, not it, it, they're just bad. Like, that's fine. If you think they're bad and you just backed it up, then I don't mm-hmm. understand the problem. I, I, it's kind of like the double lift yeah. trash talk where he would just say, I'm the best and everyone else is trash. Yeah, like, that's what that's what you need. Like, just having... And you know what? I'll say this. I just did uh, a whole bunch of content interviews last week with a whole bunch of teams um, for the beginning of the SPL. And uh, I told um, Captain Twig after doing his uh, after doing his interviews, I was like, you know, Twig, I really appreciate he wasn't like trash talking. He was just honest about what he mm-hmm. thought about players and teams. And I really appreciated that. And I think I think that we need more. We need more Captain Twigs in that way. For sure. Well, I mean, everyone can't go to World every year. Like. Well, maybe that's maybe if you just started being more honest, Barry. Whenever we, whenever I asked you questions, you would be able to, uh, you'd be able to get. Look, to man, I missed again. one, bro. And it's because you were too damn nice that year. I can. I Dude, can I was in the mid lane, dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, trash roll. That 
That's how it goes. Honestly, man. like you can't, you just can't carry from the mid roll. <laughs> like, Dude, tell me about it. You really it's so can. rough. It is, especially rough. when you're turnabog into a hell, like bro. X god into hell. Yeah, who wants to play, man? That's that's not what True. you want. That is not what you want. Um, all right, it's time for. I think that we don't have time for the the overall standings because this this ended up going fairly long. Uh, and we gotta have a random question. And I didn't think of one. I thought at the beginning of the show, when we were talking about how the show was going to go, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I should start thinking about a random question of the week because I'm going to need one for the end of the show. And then that part of my brain that was assigned to think of that, just, it, it went to sleep. Like, I didn't think about it at all. And now I'm realizing it. Onions on pizza? Onions on pizza is good. Especially, we were discussing that earlier. Onions on pizza is good. Especially, you know, if you're going like green pepper onion sausage, that's banging. Like, that's a banging pizza. Just green peppers and onions? And, and sausage. Green oh. peppers, onions, and sausage. And remember, the the crumbly, the little crumblies sausage. Mm-hmm. Not the not the not the sliced stuff. Best mm-hmm. ethnic food group. We've done that before, haven't we? The, our favorite cuisine, like Italian mm, or Chinese I think so, yeah. or I think we I think we did. I think you said American, if I remember correctly. Well, I thought it was tied between Mexican and Italian. Well then maybe we haven't done it. Maybe I'm just trolling. Maybe some maybe we maybe. had a guest on that said that. I I love American food when I'm in the mood for it, but I'm not in the mood for it like too often. Wait, what is American food? Like, like burger, and like I, I think like burgers, hot dogs, uh, like barbecue, um, chicken wings. Wait, do we have anything healthy? <laughs> no. <laughs> what? <laughs> there are some things that are American that are like vegetables, like collard greens. Um, I think would be considered American. Yeah, cuisine. people put like bacon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Collard greens usually have a lot of bacon. Um, that kind of stuff. No. Uh, coleslaw is American. Maybe coleslaw is garbage. That's that's all I'm saying, dude. We should just do an episode where it's only food opinions and people just ask us food opinions. That would be mm-hmm. that's a good episode. We should. Well, since I've been eating vegan lately, I, my opinions are a little different now. Yeah. Are you still going on that, by the way? <laughs> still going on that. Yeah. <laughs> Are you like, well, the way you said it last week, you were like, oh, yeah, we're, yeah. we're just doing it for a little bit. I don't know. You know, I don't know if there's a permanent change you're going for or mm-hmm. what. Um, I'm feeling better than I was, but I mean, I timed it so awkwardly where it's like, I got the first shot of the vaccine and like, I started eating vegan at the same time. Yep. So I can't tell if it's like a, a vaccine side effect or if like my body is like missing like a nutrient or something. Yep. But I've been eating tons of vegetables and grains and nuts and everything, so I think I'm good. But yeah, what uh, what meat do you miss the most? Um, honestly, none so far. So we had really good vegan burgers the other night that made me not miss beef at all. Mm. Um, we had good vegan chicken that was it was really good. It was like a frozen, um. Like a pasta with chicken and like an Alfredo sauce and all that stuff. Then it was completely vegan and was delicious. Wow. Um, yeah, I don't miss meat really at all. And then, dude, vegan cheeses are delicious. Uh, we tried vegan mozzarella sticks, like frozen vegan mozzarella sticks, and they were good. Like, I'm shocked that everything is that good. I, gotta, I honestly don't. I got to get you in contact with um, one of my best friends. Is uh, Well, it's Pretty Hair and his, and his wife. They... She's pretty much entirely vegan now. They eat vegan at home. Nick will still have a steak from time to time whenever we go out mm-hmm. or something like that. But um, 
she has a ton of uh, of vegan recipes. I should I should get her to send you some because they. Oh, I would absolutely love that. Yeah, they've been going in on it. Um, all right, let's do this then. Okay. Because whenever I thought about uh, asking you what meat you miss the most, one of the ones that I thought that you might answer is re- oh wait no I thought about something else didn't I oh crap all right well I thought you were gonna say bacon because I love bacon and I was gonna do something about breakfast bacon but- makes me too weighed down so I don't actually miss it anymore oh I love bacon man uh, it wait we talked about bacon the right way to cook bacon and mine is extra crispy I remember getting tilted yeah you like floppy bacon and that's super wrong I like floppy Shut with up. a bit of firm oh. what <laughs> what is Jeez. what is the best flavor of potato chip have we done this one yet i don't think we have no but i also don't eat a lot of potato chips but i would say hmm. also i will accept brand as well i don't know if like your favorite if you can think of your favorite brand and flavor potato chips that would be it's i don't know if you recommended this to me but it's like a jalapeno chip is it Cape Cod sweet and spicy jalapeno? Yeah, I think that's it. Honestly. Yes, sir. I devoured those, bro. Yes, like, sir. I think I brought those to your house, like yep. at the beginning of the <laughs> pandemic last year, because we were talking about them. Maybe we and covered it then. Who knows? That's the only potato chip that I've actually like missed and wanted more of. It's got that perfect like spice level. Yep. And every bite. I know this normal thing with potato chips, like everybody makes you want more, but that one really just like reels me in and it's just, it's just perfect. Yeah. Uh, here's the deal. Cape Cod, Aaron and the prediction guys, we need a Cape Cod sponsorship because Cape Cod mm-hmm. chips are just the best chips. Uh, they're delicious. My wife's favorite are the, are the Cape Cod salt and vinegar. Those are also some of my favorite, but the sweet and spicy jalapeno, absolutely banging. Just delicious. Um, it's just got everything you're looking for in a chip. It's got everything. It's got everything you need. Kettle cooked chips. We really are selling it. Dude, they are so <laughs> good. All right. I'm telling you, man, a Cape Cod sponsorship could do us well here. That's the thing. Kettle cooked chips are just better, but all flavors of sour cream and onion, salt and vinegar, and like jalapeno chips are always pretty good. Most cheddar chips are kind of bad, uh, except of course for Doritos, like nacho cheese Doritos are goaded. Um, and here's the thing. Here's my unpopular opinion because otherwise I know that you guys will be weirded out if I only have good opinions. All barbecue chips are bad. All of them. Agreed. They're all terrible. You don't need them. After, it's like one of those things where you think you want it and then you eat it and you're like, what am I doing? Yeah, they're bad. They're just horrible. Like, why do I want to eat this chip? Barbecue, it's like, barbecue chips are way worse than any other type of chip. It's like... You're drunk and you want like Taco Bell. Yep. But then you're like, you immediately sober once you start eating it. And you're like, and you're I've like, made a grave mistake. Yeah, this is awful. Why am I doing this to my body? And then you're in the bathroom for 45 minutes and you realize like, this is just awful. What am I doing? Well, that's just, there's never been a softer stomach than, than John Salter's. I, I'll tell Also you. true. And also Taco Bell is just bad food. That is, yeah, that is true. But it's, it is delicious and I will eat it whenever I feel like it. It's really not delicious, bro. It's it little, is to me. Okay. Okay, never mind. I can. Uh, don't worry. We'll we'll convert them eventually. Chat. Uh, oh, one last thing. Type of chip that I've been going in on recently: the sea salt or just like salt and cracked pepper chips. Really good. I love like the the salt and pepper chips. Those are those are really good. Um, I don't think I've ever had those. Dude, they are banging. They're really good because it has that same type of like 
not bite. over the top spiciness. Yeah, like a bite to it. That's mm-hmm. it's really good. Those are really good. So check them out. Um, all right. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Finally, SPL resumes this upcoming week. So I'm very excited to uh, to go over what we saw in the SPL after uh, after the first week, because in just the next episode, we'll be talking about an SPL recap, baby. We love it. We love it. We haven't done one of those in since November. It's it's since November. It has been a minute. So thanks everybody for for watching and for listening. As always, <laughs> make sure you're checking out all the other shows on the Prediction Network. They've got tons of different shows across multiple different esports that you can check out. Make sure you're giving uh, a good giving us a good rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and or liking and subscribing the YouTube video that you're watching. We'll see you next time here on the Backliners. Oh, and buy our merch. We've got merch now. Oh. Someone uh, someone sent us a hat. I forgot to put it on. It was so, Oh yeah, I forgot to put it on too. We got merch. Buy it. You're going to be mm-hmm. really attractive in it. I promise. No doubt in my mind. Thanks for watching. You're already not attractive, but right, it'll just but make it, you more attractive. It's not going to hurt you, is all I'm saying. You know mm, what I mean? Totally like, we're only adding to, you know, it's a, only a plus in that department. Never a minus. Mm-hmm. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you next week on the Backliners. Bye. Bye. Okay, good. Oh. I got you, dude. That was close. Thank you. Wait, thank you. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.